Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Hello, hello, hello. Good, good, good morning, everyone. Um, how are you doing today? Hello, YouTube. Hello, Facebook. Um, welcome to another Christ experience as we plunge into gospel conversations today. Um, my guest still remains the same, uh, Yinka Akinola Samuel, and uh, he's the pastor of uh, Crossover Church here in Winnipeg, Manitoba and uh, also the founder of True Spirituality Network. Uh, amazing, amazing man of God uh, doing a great work in the city. Um, if you've been um, following, I believe you've been having a very great time. Uh, so there, there's no need to, to go over uh, any of those uh, pleasantries anymore. So we'll, we'll just go straight up into today's uh, conversation. Uh, Father, we thank you. Uh, we ask, receive. Today, uh, we storm revelation in the knowledge of your son, and that in the light of that revelation, um, we, we see ourselves as we are in you. We see you as you truly are in Christ, to the praise of your glory. Amen. 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 So, uh, man of God, I would pass it over to you very quickly so that uh, we'll have enough time to cover. Awesome. To cover. Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much for for this opportunity i mean i i always look forward to times like this um the, the gospel is all about good news just pure good news and there's a way that good news can just make your day <laughs> good news can can brighten your mood it can absolutely smile on your yes, face sir. and you know if you're in a workplace and then there's one person that always come in the organization once a month and everybody knows that when that person comes, he's always bringing good news. Maybe somebody's getting promoted or somebody's getting a raise. I hope you know everybody will always look forward to that person coming every month. Everybody will anticipate. When is she coming next? Because somebody's getting promoted, somebody's getting a raise, somebody's getting transferred to a higher position, to a new branch. But imagine if it's the other way around. Let's say there's somebody in an organization, anytime she comes or he comes around, is always either somebody's getting sacked <laughs> in this part of the world, they call it fired. You're getting fired, <laughs> or somebody's getting demoted, or it's it's time for maybe it's a meeting, and you know that the meeting doesn't always go well. People will not look forward to seeing that person, even if anytime that person comes, everybody's down because they know something is just the, one bad news will happen today. So, but you know, our gospel is good news. And oh, sir. among yeah, sir. every good news you will have heard in the world, I mean, apart from getting promoted at work, getting a new house, a new car, a new job, those are fantastic news, right? But there is one good news that that changes and transforms people's life. You see, oh, the right. thing with car is I, I can get the latest car today. We are all excited that in two years, I'm already thinking I want another car. 
I can get latest house now, 2023 house, and then by 2024, I'm ready. Oh my gosh, my house is getting outdated. Mm. So that's that's the fatality or that's the irony of good news when it comes to our world where we are. But mm. there is one particular good news which Paul will say, I'm not ashamed of this kind of goodness. It's called the good news of Christ. It is what Jesus did for us that you and me could never do for ourselves. Yes, sir. Jesus did for you what your spouse could not do for you, what your parents could never do for you. And what did he do? He died for you. Why did he die? For the forgiveness of your sins. Okay, what happens then? He was buried. And then God raised him from the dead. Why did God raise him from the dead? For your justification. For your right standing. And so today, when you place your faith in Jesus, listen, your sins get completely forgiven, past, present, and future. And then you have a right standing with God. It's all based on what Jesus has done. That is an eternal good news. You see, this kind of good news is valid 10 years ago, is valid 10 years now, and is valid 50 years from now. And the whole joy and peace that comes with it still remains in your heart for the rest of your life. The beauty of salvation, the joy of salvation does not fade away. It remains there because you are always forgiven. You are always standing right with God. And it's it's not because of you. It's all because of what Jesus has done. So this is this is one good news that will make all the difference. This is better than anything, any material thing you can ever get in your life. Because this one is priceless. It's priceless. That you have a right standing with the holy God. Like the holy, holy, holy God. The angels even call holy. God called God, God is super holy. So holy. But now Jesus did something for us whereby you and the holy god now share the same table you know the bible puts it this way it's um, in the book of psalms it said you have prepared a table for me the holy god himself is now inviting you to a dinner you know whoever prepares the table seems to be the one inviting who right normal logic so god himself invites you you see to the world he might be the god of the universe to the scientists they might be trying to figure him out but for you he's your father oh glory to god you see, and as a son, as a daughter, there is so many boldness and confidence that comes with you understanding that God is your father. God is not just one God of the universe who is busy running the whole world, making sure the sun shines, the moon shines. Nah, God is your father. And you got to personalize it. You got to live in such a way that you make people feel as if you are the only one on the surface of the earth that God is actually concerned about. And the truth is, God is actually concerned about you. And it's just almost as if you are the only one on the surface of the heart. God cares about you. Don't let people make you feel as if, wow, God is so far. You got you to you do so many things to get his attention. No, that is not the gospel. In fact, you are not even seeking for God's attention. Should I, should I tell you what Psalm 139 says about you? Before a thought comes to your heart, God knows it. So you're not even trying to get his attention. <laughs> because your whisper is so loud in the ears of God. It's so loud. Have you ever had times? I've had times like that. I want to believe, I want to believe um, Pastor Emmanuel must have had times like that. Whereby you're just thinking of something. It was like, <laughs> it was like ah, I just wish this thing happened. You just thought about You never prayed. You mm-hmm. just wished. And then it happened. <laughs> you just desire something. You never prayed. 
You know, they will tell you five steps to having faith. There was no step. <laughs> you don't need the step because you're already seated where he is in the heavenly places. So your thoughts are so loud in his mind. So your desires at times, I just, at times I desire, I'm just, ah, God, and I, and I wish this can happen. And it happened. I'm like, what? Because God, God has you in mind. He cares so much about you. And you see, the more you understand this truth, it will change everything. You see, anything that bothers you, God is concerned about it. God doesn't like it when you're worried. God doesn't like it when you're bothered. He doesn't like it. Should I tell you something? You know the first time God was going to introduce himself to Moses? It was going to be in a burning bush. Why? Is God trying to prove power? No. If God was trying to prove power, <laughs> it will have been a conversation whereby God is trying to terrify Moses into going and delivering children of Israel. God was not trying to prove power. Because that whole conversation in Exodus chapter 3, Moses was telling God 10 reasons why God should not send him. God was trying to take time to convince <laughs> Moses why he should be the one to go. Moses would tell God, God, I'm a stammerer. God would say, I create the heaven. <laughs> I create the head. I create the mouth. I create everything. So it was a conversation. If it was an intimidation, God would just say, Moses, I command you. You see how this fire is burning? If you don't go, I will finish you. Moses would just say, Lord, I, I come. I come. <laughs> I submit. I will go. But it was, that was not the reason why God allowed fire in a burning bush. That was not. It was not for intimidation. It was not to display power. No. I know one of the reasons Bible wrote is to get Moses' attention, right? Moses said, wow. But you know, there's one thing the Bible said in, in that Exodus 3. Let me show you. Don't let me quote it off. You know, this one will bless you. Oh, glory to God. This one will bless you. Exodus chapter 3. And I want to show you something. God cares about you. We can wrap. Jesus is day three, right? We told you how you can cast down imaginations day one. How you can make sure the only words that you allow in your life that is your reality are the words that point you to Christ and who you are, they too. And, but today, let's remind you how loved you are, how special you are to God. Exodus, the book of Exodus, chapter 3. Exodus, chapter 3. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, let me show you in context. What I'm trying to prove to you, I don't want to say it out of time, but I'm just going to make you understand God feels what you feel. Don't ever get in the place where I feel as if they say, the more you scream, then you not get God's attention. That is not scriptural. You see, if you and somebody are in the same place and you are screaming, is it that you don't know you are in the same place? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you are trying to bully the person into, into, into get, you are trying to bully your way into getting the person's attention. It's ignorant if myself and basically pastor man we are here and i'm saying ah mr Ivan, you gotta hear me <laughs> he will either think something is wrong with me or that i don't know that he is there it's like when people are always begging yeah. the lord please come down to our midst you know it's an insult because he's always there you know another better way to say it is just to say lord we thank you because you are here in our midst that is that is somebody that understands the gospel don't go and be joining the service. Say, Lord, we want your spirit, your presence to come down. It won't come down because you already came down. <laughs> so it's either you are ignoring his presence and you are trying to establish your own kind of maybe you're trying to put the focus on yourself so that you can say, Wow, you prayed. That's why God came down. So he's always there. He's always there. Okay, you know what? Let me show you Exodus chapter three. So we're just gonna start reading from verse four. When the Lord, so it's the story of Moses, right? When the Lord saw that he turned to look, 
God called him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And God said, do not come here. Take your sandals off because the place on which you stand is holy ground. By the way, we today, Moses could not come near us at that time. But for us, the Bible says, let us therefore come boldly. <laughs> we can come boldly, right? You don't need to put off your shoe to come, right? You, can... <laughs> you don't need to put off your shoe to be holy, right? You receive Jesus and he made you pure and holy from the day you got born again. Amen. So we, today, God is not telling us to, first of all, do something before you come. No, because through the blood of Jesus, God is accepting you today. And his blood is washing you today. And he made you pure, holy, accepted, justified, purified, sanctified. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 30 explains that. Anyway, back to what we're saying. And then the Bible says, verse 6, Then he said, I am God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And I could preach on this, actually. I have a message on this. God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Explain the fact that, you know, we're already here. Let me just keep dishing it out, right? God is the God of Abraham. Let me highlight it. Thank you, sir. God is the God of Abraham. God is the God of Isaac. And God is the God of Jacob. You see the name Abraham. God gave Abraham that name called Abraham. Abraham's original name was Abraham. There was no Ham, right? So God gave him Ham. God changed his name, right? God gave him a new name. And it's really good when God was introducing himself to Moses and saying, you see that Abraham that I changed his life, that I gave him a new name? I am his God. Moses would have been, wow, what a privilege. And then you see with Isaac, God gave Isaac that name called Isaac. If you remember, the angel and the Lord went to visit Abraham and he said, you give her to a child, his name shall be called Laughter or Isaac. Because Sarah laughed. Long story short, God gave Isaac. So God gave the name Abraham to Abraham. God gave the name Isaac to Isaac. But you know, God changed Jacob's name to Israel. So the logical me will have just been, God will have just said, I am the God of Abraham. What? And the God of Isaac, what has you got? I mean, it's like blown Moses' mind. But God now said, I'm the God of Jacob. God, why you not say you're the God of Israel? Why, why are you identifying with Jacob, the old guy? Why are you not identifying with, with, with Israel, the new guy you made out of him? And I know when I preached that message, I just, like, God is not just your God when you are, you are on your good days, right? He's also your God on your ugly days. And this will make you understand that, you know, there's a place in the Bible, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, he's not ashamed to call you brethren. And for me, I always try to make God people understand those are not the scriptures you only quote when you come to church, when everything is going well, when you have it all figured out. No, because those are the scriptures you should make sure you quote much more on your ugly days when you, when you can't catch up with your religious activity. If you say, God loves me, I understand. Maybe you're listening to this right now. You are in church. You went to church. So let's say one time something happened, maybe you mess up. Would you still say God loves me? Because if you can't say it, then you don't fully still understand what we're talking about. Right? Because God's love for you is not based on how good you are. It's not just for your good days. It's based on how good God is. And it's also for your ugly days. There are two times in the scripture when God declared Jesus as his beloved son. Mountain in the valley. When Jesus was having baptism and when, when Jesus was on the high mountain in Matthew chapter 17. Not just so, not just on the 
high mountain, not just in the highest point, even at the lowest point of Jesus' life, when he has never performed the miracle, God still affirmed him as his beloved son. And it's the same for you as well. So God is not just your God when everything is good, when you are Israel. God is also your God when you are Jacob, <laughs> on your ugly days. When you feel as if, I don't think I've, I've been able to catch up with my normal routine. I don't think I've been able, I don't think I pay my third last week. I don't think God loves, he loves you. God, you see, we are still trusting God for your life to keep paying your tight and offering, right? <laughs> and I pray God will keep helping you. But you see, God's love is not attached to that. God's love for you is, is, is priceless. And that is one thing you have that you should always cherish. Paul said it this way. He said, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ or love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. 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 So when God was telling him of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, most of you, Jacob, why not Israel? And he's just, well, I'm still identifying with that. <laughs> that guy called Jacob because I don't just only love people when they are good, when they are, when they are to an extent now. And that's what religion would tell you. Religion would say, take care of yourself, wash yourself, be clean, and then you can come. <laughs> right? But God is saying, you know what, even in your lowest estate, I love you. And if you're listening to this, you're like, ah, you know, I've not, you know, there was a day, there was a day, true life story. I wanted to sell one of my extra tires. So I put it on Facebook market and then a, a guy came. I was meeting him for the first time in my life. And the guy came, when he came, he wanted to buy the tire. But I realized he was holding his back. He couldn't walk straight. So I asked him, I said, what happened? He said, he has pain in his back. I said, I'm going to pray for you right now and you will be healed. Exactly. Punchline. <laughs> I don't even mix it. I said, I'm going to pray for you right now and you'll be completely healed. The pain will disappear. When I said that, the guy looked at me. You know what he said next? He said, bro, thank you, but you know, I've not been going to church. Two lives. <laughs> wow. The guy just began to confess this sin I didn't ask him. Wow. <laughs> I've wow. not been so faithful. Wow. I never talked about that. I never said, what's your church status before we pray? I didn't ask that. All I told him was just, I'm going to pray for you now and you'll be healed. So when I, I just, I said, it's okay. I put on the back, my first punchline, Father, I thank you because you love him so much. You know, those are the words you don't want to hear when you feel as if you've not been faithful in the past few days. You got to, I never ask him. Even when the guy got to him, he still says like, bro, thank you. You're such a good person. <laughs> Because the normal brain makes you feel as if, well, as long as you are faithful, then as long as you are good, you do everything right, God loves you. But that is still not the Bible, God. It's not showing the, the full image of who God is and the fact that God is love. Because again, to counter that, we didn't do anything. We were not good when God gave us Jesus. If you always bring Jesus into the equation, it makes it just brings... What, what, what did you do when God gave you Jesus? Were you good? How good were you? Before, when God gave me Jesus, I would talk about God. I don't even want to listen. If I'm working on you, you say, Brother, like, give me two minutes of your time. And I know you want to tell me about the gospel. I will tell you, I don't have time. And, and, God, and God looked at that. And God said, say, I am worth the death of his beloved son. Mm. That, is, that is radical love. And I feel as if we are not even preaching it enough. <laughs> we are not being bad, but we, we got to preach this kind of. Because the world doesn't know this kind of. The world assumes so in their mind that God is angry with them. That church is a place whereby they will be judged for everything bad they've done. But they didn't know that Jesus came to die for everything bad they've done and they will do. Somebody mm -hmm. needs to preach that to the world. The world needs to know that God is not looking for people to judge, to destroy, but God is looking for people to save. 
the world needs to understand. Glory to God. Anyway, I just pray for the guy, and like you'll be healed. The guy was shocked. Like you see the shock is He was like, Are you sure the same God that I've not been faithful to heal? <laughs> and the Father, we thank you because you love him so much. Jesus also paid for this kind of pain. <laughs> Glory to God. Anyway, let, let's go back to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. And this is where I'm trying to show you since morning that it's been trying to become a challenge. <laughs> okay, verse 7. What is the whole idea be, behind, behind God appearing in a burning bush? Is this so that we can also be going to one bush and hoping God will now appear and it has to be dramatic? Nope. Let's put it in proper context. Verse 7. The Lord said, now this is what God said. Listen, everybody. I have, in fact, seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I love the next line. I know their pain and sufferings. I know their pain. And suffering. There are lots of times believers who go to something, God, why am I going through this? Uh, some, people say, some people say, Why are you letting me go through this? <laughs> but God is saying, I know their pain. I hope you know the children of Israel, they were not praying in Egypt. They were not. They were not. They didn't scream to God for God to respond. God responded. God was the one looking for somebody. God was the one walking behind the scene. God was the one trying to get Moses to go without the anointing. Yeah. They hmm. had no idea. They were not praying. In fact, they were not even allowed to serve the real God in Egypt until when Moses came to change the Oge. So God was doing all of these things even without these guys knowing about it. God loves you. And God said, I know their pain. So the whole idea behind fire on the burning bush and the bush is not consumed. It's like God trying to create a picture for Moses. Like, as this fire is burning in the midst of the bush, like, it might be causing a couple of pain and a couple of heat and a couple of suffering. I can feel the same pain. It's like compared to the pain these guys are feeling in, in Egypt right now. I know their pain. I know their suffering. And that's I'm, I'm appearing to you, trying to get your attention with fire. Fire speaks of judgment. You know, it's like when Elijah called down fire from heaven. To burn the altar or to consume the whole fire and the whole sacrifice. It speaks of judgment, right? And it was going to be a picture of what was going to happen on the cross where Jesus was going to take all your, all your pain, all your judgment, all your punishment because he was the worthy lamb that was going to be the final sacrifice for all of our sins, right? My point is, so it's a picture of pain. So, and God said it in words. I know, and that's more intimate. They were not praying, you know. There was no prayer for him. But God said, I know. I feel it. I know their pain. And that's the whole concept of fire in the burning bush. I can feel the pain. I know it. And I want you to know that no matter what you go through, God knows. Because for, for a start, when you know God is not the one orchestrating that thing happening in your life. I mean, that will save you at least 75% of, of the right. most stress but the enemy wants God's people to feel as if God is the one afflicting them with anything they are going through. It's not God. There was no place in the Bible where God is using something bad to teach somebody a lesson. And we could see that in the life of Jesus. I just went around doing good, healing all those who were oppressed because the Lord was with him. 
So God is a good God and is concerned about everything you're concerned with. If we go to Psalm 139, we don't have time. I'll just preach the rest of time. He will say, before a thought comes to your mind, he knows it. You see, let me put it to you this way. Things might catch you by surprise. I've had moments in my life where I woke up. I didn't plan for some of the events that happened in my life. And then they just happened, they just happened. I just, I just said to myself, God, this might catch me by surprise. But I know it didn't catch you by surprise. <laughs> so I'm not going to overthink this. I'm not just going to stress myself. You, you know about this. So I, I want to believe and I know that I know that you are creating a way of escape for me out of this situation. You're walking behind this thing. You have not left me. I don't go to someone and say, God, why? I don't do that. You know what I do? I know, God, you are just walking behind the scene. I don't want to logicalize how you're going to do this, but I just want to trust you. Jesus, I'm getting worried. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to carry my worry and lay it at your feet. <laughs> and then your own yoke is easy. Your burden is light. Because it begins to change everything. God is love. So he's not the one afflicting you or afflicting anybody in your family member or your father's house with anything. That's not God. But you know what? God is the one trying to make sure that he, he, he creates a way of escape. He delivers you from every tough situation you find yourself. He's the one that makes sure that the sun does not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. He's the one that makes sure you are still standing, even after everything you must have gone through. Life has thrown things at you. And God is still showing you today that he is still with you. And that's why you are still standing. <laughs> so we can't use the rest of our standing to complain and blame God. <laughs> We should just use to say, Father, Lord, we thank you because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You, you, God loves you so much. He loves you. He knows everything you're going through. He knows everything life will throw at you. And at times, God will take you to some things to just prepare you ahead for those seasons so that your faith, your hope, and your trust in him remains intact. Some of you, God will listen, allow you to listen to a teaching like this that just remind you, okay, so it is not God. It is not God. <laughs> so it's not God that's speaking. It is not God. Wow. <laughs> and then because you just have to know, God is love. In the midst of anything you will go through, God is love. And you see, 99.99% of the time, no matter what you go through, you always come out of it as a winner because that is who you are, <laughs> right? But in the moment, in that season, at times it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. But think about five years ago, three years ago. I've gone to a I'm like, God, if you don't show up, we are done. And he always shows up. I've had ultimate somewhere by, if, if I don't meet it tomorrow, God, something, nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened. Nothing. Some of you must have, you say, God, if you don't do this, I will stop serving you. Now lie. <laughs> you are just threatening God and you know he's always faithful but my point is this and going forward in 2023 you, I, I, I trust and I hope you just you just want to depend on God the more you just want to trust God the more you want to see him for who he is as somebody who is just always looking out for your good always making sure you are fine anytime you are worried it, it concerns God let me tell you something when you want to know whether whether um or another way to put it is God loves you so much that anything that matters to you matters to God. Hallelujah. In, including your marital life. Hallelujah. When we start saying, God, all my friends are getting married, it shows that you don't really still understand that God loves you so much and he cares about your marital life. Again, I always tell people, the greatest gift you need is salvation. And it's the greatest gift anybody can give you. God gave us for free. 
So don't tell me God doesn't care about your marital life. Don't tell me God doesn't care about your financial life. Your financial life is 0.0000001 compared to salvation that God gave to us for free <laughs> when you didn't do anything. So God cares about every aspect of your life. And start seeing it like that. God cares about my emotions. God cares about my feelings. God cares about what I'm thinking. God cares about what. He cares about everything. Every single thing. That's why at times some of you, God will just deliver you from some toxic relationship at times you may like those people but you know god your mentality is important to god so god has to just look for a way to just make sure he save you from this from this toxic relationship because it's beginning to affect your 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 reasoning your mind i got to wrap up a good preacher wraps up seven times how many times am i <laughs> i think this is my number three or number four so things might catch you by surprise it doesn't change the faithfulness of God. It doesn't change the loving kindness of God. When you find yourself in situations you didn't prepare for, I always call it Amazon product that shows up at your doorstep that you didn't order for. <laughs> when things like that happen, it might happen to them, it might happen to them. It doesn't matter. But as long as you have God, which you, which you always have on your boat, you can rest. God is always with you. If you're trying to figure out things, just, you know what, God, I will lay this one at your feet. You, it will make all the difference. Because God always, always have you in mind. Always. Again, you are the one that you're surprised. He is not surprised. You know, at times when I talk to people and they say, ah, I went, I said, now, now you're telling me you're surprised. But do you think God also didn't know this was going to happen? God just said, oh my gosh, this just happened. Angel Gabriel, what should we do? No, that's not what is happening in heaven. God knows about everything. And long before you find yourself in that season, God has made provision available. God has made his supply flow in your direction. And when we have a good opinion about God, knowing that God is not the one against us, it makes us yield to the leadings of the Spirit at times to see where the provision is, where the supply is. It makes all of the difference. My seventh wrap-up. <laughs> In the book of First Samuel, chapter 17, David and Goliath, they had a battle. Now, but pre before that time, in First Samuel, chapter 16, I have a message like this as well online. And I titled it, uh, uh, Things Might Catch You. But no, what's the title of that message? I can't even remember now. But I was comparing First Samuel, chapter 16 and First Samuel, chapter 17. And I think it will just bless us as, as, as a wrap-up. In First Samuel, chapter 16, David was anointed at the backyard of the house. There was no publicity. There was no selfie. There was no Instagram to post. It all happened low-key. But he possibly didn't even know the effect of that anointing. He had no idea. You know, as at that time, you have to be literally anointed before the Spirit of God can come upon you. As at that time. So there's no, I'm, not, I'm not elevated anointed. I'm just saying anymore. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Anyway, so that whole process happened. In 1st Samuel chapter 17, Goliath came into the picture. And he was going to terrorize God's people for not one day, for not two days, for not one week. For not two weeks, for not three weeks. Have you ever gone through a situation that lasted for three weeks? <laughs> for not four weeks, for 40 days. Now, in the midst of that 40 days, the Bible says they are scared. And every morning, the guy will just wake up to continue the oppression from where he stopped yesterday. He will say, I defile you. I defy your God. Your best man, let him come. And that could be in any form in your own life today. But those are just some of those words that are not a defined and I encourage maybe a situation is happening in your life and then the enemy is saying something like if you're really really born again if you really say god love you how come you don't have this area of your life to god how come you don't have this yet how come you don't have that yet 
Those are just those words, those voices. Goliath was just representing and just saying those words. Now, I believe on day seven, the spiritual one among them that say, guys, let us fast and pray. They will not hold each other's hands. God, you got to do something. You got to do something. They will have, they will have been shaking the heavens. By the way, you don't need to disturb the heavens because you're already seated in the heavenly places. <laughs> oh, glory to God. And then, but my point is this. It will almost be as if God, didn't you see this coming? On day 39, on day 40, and David will just walk onto the battlefield. And you will think that it is the prayer of one of the prayer warriors, prayer machine in Israel, that just made God quickly now think and go and bring David. But long before Goliath came in 1 Samuel chapter 17, God already prepared David in 1 Samuel chapter 16. But we don't usually see life like that. We always think as if, well, the situation is here. God, you got to do something. God will now just do something. No, no, no. God is not catching up, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is the situation of life that's even catching up. Long before you find yourself in some season, God will have given you some wisdom, some knowledge, put some people in your life. At the right time, at the right place, you get the information. You just speak with somebody about this. God plans everything. And then you might find yourself in that season later on. Or long story short is, you might think, God, what's going on? God, are you sure you can do something? My point is, long before your situation, God has made provision available. That's what makes him proactive. It's like long before you were born, God already sent Jesus 2,000 years ago so that you can be born again. And that's the same way he works with all the situations you find yourself in your life. Long before you find yourself in some seasons, challenging seasons, God has already made provisions available. One of the reasons why at times believers don't say it is because we use all of those times to complain. God, why me? <laughs> Nothing catches God by surprise. God is not catching up with the situations in your life. Nope. 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 God is not catching up with it. God has made provisions available long before you step into that season. Long before the enemy is trying to scare you, you have God's provision already made available. And that's why we have to say we have to remain focused on Jesus, even in the toughest times, because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. So he's not just saying, well, you're on your own. He's always with you to sustain you and so that he can carry you to the very end. Glory to God. So God loves you so much, brethren. And that's why he gave up Jesus for you. And then any season you find yourself, understand God knows about that. He knows about it. And he's not trying to catch up with your situation. No, long before you find your, at times, it might be even two years before you find yourself in that season, God connected with somebody. And then you have no idea that two years after, <laughs> it is just so that God can just see you through the next two seasons of your life. But God is always creating a way of escape. And I want you to yield more, depend more, focus more on Jesus anytime you find yourself in a tough situation. And no matter what it is, you will still find the peace of God dominating your heart the joy of the holy spirit which is joy unspeakable still radiating in your life why because god cares about you he cares about your feelings anything that matters to you also matters to god glory to jesus hallelujah amen thank you lord glory hallelujah wow thank you so much man of god do you want to just say a word of prayer yes sir oh father we thank you father we thank you because there is nothing more beautiful than just getting to know that we are not alone we are not alone the god of the universe himself who is our own father is always with us 
most especially when we don't feel it <laughs> we know you're with us you are for us you're not against us yes and lord let this truth about this verse that you're always with us let it dominate our heart no matter what 2023 shows at us we will know that we are not alone we know that the fact that you're with us and because you're with us the sun will not smite us by day the moon will not smite us by night you are our shield and in you lord we can rest and lord will depend on you we'll focus only on jesus the author and the finisher of our faith and we know lord and we know and we know that you are for us no matter what happens in our lives you are not against us and all flowing in your direction towards us is your love your provision and your unending grace lord let us always remember this truth to the glory of your name in jesus name i will pray amen amen and while we were praying i just have a leading if you're here and you're sick in your body there's any infirmity in your body you can put your hands where you need a healing and by the power of the spirit of god you are healed right now Amen. healed in your body healed in your bones healed in your blood in every fiber of your being every bone of your body made whole Amen. if you're here you're in desperate need of a miracle i don't care what kind of a miracle it is the same god you just heard about the one who loves you infinitely Amen. who has factored your every need Amen. you know uh, he's meeting your need right now Amen. miracles are coming your way Amen. miracles abound there's a guy watching right now in need of some financial miracle and Amen. uh you had this question in your heart all week how will it happen how will it happen you know the one who loves you more than you ever know yeah. is making it happen for you Amen. financial miracles are yours right now by the Amen. power of god's spirit Amen. The power of god's spirit there's a lady watching as well in need of a change of job a lady uh, a lady a lady watching right now in need of you just whispered it and the lord heard you it wasn't a prayer it was just a heartache you know but the lord heard you and uh somehow circumstances have been orchestrated i don't know how it's going to happen but the miracle is yours amen you are going to have that heart desire met by the power of god's spirit yeah by the power of the spirit of god we thank you father we thank you we thank you and if you're in any of any kind of miracle at all you know just extend your faith towards the love of god the miracle is yours right now even if you're you're standing in for someone who's not here who's not watching right now someone who's probably sick at home or someone in need of you know desperate you know touch from god you you, you're watching right now on behalf of that person we send the power of god in your direction the love of god overflows and overshadows that person wherever they are and they receive their healing and they receive their miracles by the power of god's spirit thank you lord thank Thank you hallelujah Amen. amen amen Amen. Wow. What a good, what a time we had today. Thank you so much, man of God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you, if you're just tuning in, please take some time and just go through all the videos we've had uh, so far. If you have any questions, please leave the questions in the comment section. I will send it over to the man of God 
you know, he's, the, he's, the, he's the man of God. I'll send it over to you and uh, he, he will get you an answer, maybe by way of a podcast or a recording, and I'll send it over to you. Uh, thank you again for showing up today. I will see you again sometime this week. Man. Bye for now. If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus mm-hmm.